0: What are we
1: doing here? Let's forget our existential dread and grab another beer. And just live day to day like we've been doing it for years. And after all, it's neither there nor here. Um, Alright, so I'm going. Who are you? I'm... Uh, Who I'm, I'm. I'm I think I'm Thomas. Uh, <laughs> so this is the first proper episode of this podcast, which I think we're going to just call What Are We At? <laughs> okay. I was listening back it. to what we were talking about last time, and eh, I, think that, I think that works. And it, it's not taken to because I was looking it up. Oh, well, that's not take then. And it'll get to the point, because, you know, what are we at? I don't know. Well... <laughs> Let's get to the uh, bottom of this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Let's answer all of life's questions within the next hour or two, and then realize we have nothing else for
1: another podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be very efficient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to?
2: And I don't know much just work. Fucking wreck, because it was early shifts, but was late shifts this week, so that makes it a bit easier for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just fucking shit getting up at five. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck <laughs> well, that, but... Uh, I'll be doing this every two weeks, but it's fine, like, how about yourself?
1: Does the sun even be up at five?
2: No, actually, I go to bed whenever it's sunny and wake up whenever it's dark. Are you clicking on something? Oh, sorry, that was probably me
1: tapping a pen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, what what have you been up to? Um, just been trying to get a, a nice sort of routine going. I had a nice one I was, like, waking up Wake up around 7. Then, like, get up, have breakfast, and go for a walk straight after that. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. and yeah, It's been really know. nice weather recently. So it's like, yeah, oh. it's been great, hey? Which mm-hmm. yeah, is, um, well, I think it's just good because I'm not working anyway, so it's good to have a routine. And I think for anyone who is struggling with the current state of things, it's definitely good to find some sort of routine that works yeah it just helps with productivity and stuff too it's like I've been the way I've been doing it is like I'll get up and I'll read a bit and have breakfast and then I'll leave the house pretty much right away after that Mm. and last week I was doing it where I was just going I leave my phone at home and go for a walk which is nice yeah but then this week I was um, just putting on music while I was walking because I realized I haven't really been making time for myself to Listen to music, so it's like put on an album, leave the house. By the time I get back, it's pretty much over and it's it's been really good. Yeah, it's a good way to listen to a lot of new albums in one week, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good way yeah uh, put some time aside for yourself. Yeah, that's good. Doing a lot of drinking this week too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a pandemic. I've been doing a lot of drinking, like between like obviously any time that I'm off, like with the weekends, which I can live for, like I just get fucking lushed. Like got lost yeah. last night. Lush last night, and kind of I started drinking again like, stress of martini, the second one. I went on to the beers at like five o'clock, and it's like this is pretty late for me on a Saturday. To be honest, like yeah. there's a couple of Saturdays there, I was like starting at like twelve, and it's like just because I have fucking nothing else to do. Like like not like on Friday nights I get lushed after work, and then on Saturdays I kind of casually drink through the day, <laughs> and Sundays usually leave it alone, except for tomorrow. Yeah,
1: so that's pretty much yeah, me. Yeah, it's just with the with like with the good weather, I feel like it's just in our in our bones to, to make the most of it. Yeah. Do a bit of boozing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have a garden now, don't you? Yeah, I was sitting out like, like all day yesterday. Just I ha- I had my first drink at eleven o'clock yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like sitting trying to do something. I was trying to write something and it wasn't happening. I was like, I might have a wee whiskey. That's what writers do. Yeah, maybe <laughs> <And> that'll, <yeah. laughs> that'll help. But I ended up just, like, having a whiskey and sitting in the garden, and it was actually just really nice. I just tried to be, like, as sort of present as I could be and enjoying the sunshine and sitting in the centre by nice flowers and stuff, and it was really nice. Yeah, it sounds fast. See, that's yeah. what I kind of miss
2: here. Like, we have the wee balcony, and I can get the sunlight and all, but, like, so fucking pigeons and seagulls everywhere. <laughs> fucking, yeah. You can't really lie down, like...
1: Yeah, what are you... Like, are you living in a flat, is
2: it? Yeah, do you not remember? She had been in my flat.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a wee balcony at the front. At least it does get sunlight if it's sunny, like, towards the end of the day, so it gets something. Like, kind I had, like, yeah. dinner out there most nights in the week, like, in this like, a wee cider or something, but... Oh, that's that's nice, then. Mm. Just wish it had grass, or it was a wee bit nicer,
1: you reckon, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. that is one of the, like... Galway, I don't think you get that as bad. Like like other cities feel very sort of urban and stuff For mm. Galway there's a kinda of nice I don't know, it's the least city like city, I think. It's it's just
2: a big town. That's technically a yeah. city. it's not a city city. It's a nice it's a nice size and it's just yeah, but I know what you because it doesn't have really any high rises yeah. or anything like that. It's still very old school buildings all on Shop yeah. Street really, like have nothing that you can't fucking see the sky over easy or anything, yeah,
1: nice. it definitely
2: helps, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's been me um, Dr- drinking every weekend as
1: much yeah. as I can because I don't get a yeah. chance in a week, you see. So I'm gonna make up for it. I think I had like one drink every day this week, it's just like <laughs> come come leave and just crack a can and just enjoy a bit of the sun. It's nice, yeah.
2: That's what I was doing with like just a bit of cider, weirdly enough, like Copper
1: Kelly Botsam. So I was like, oh, uh, yeah, so cider just, and sun, is a good combination. <laughs> Yeah, so that was, was kind of like, nice. I was looking for a bit of sangria in Aldi area actually. <laughs> just buy red wine and fruit, and make it yourself. Yeah. Um, Speaking of red wine, are you on? Are you on the wine yet? or Are you still drinking your? Nah, I was gonna have
2: like a couple of beers first to kind of warm me up. Cause wine, cause I'm a wee bit tired, and wine can make me a bit tired.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. If you know not I to Yeah, I'm just drinking my cheap Aldi five euro wine here now. Mm. <laughs> I realized I haven't drank wine in a long time. Oh Jesus, man! That's all I've been drinking every weekend. Like the like, <laughs> yeah, like, last, the last few, few, few weeks, since I've been just drinking cans of Guinness. That goes <laughs> because like, like I can't go to the pub for Guinness, so I've been trying to make up for it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just trying to like, <laughs> this is this is like start like fucking three
2: times the size of a head. It's still better than nothing.
1: <laughs> 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 so um. The last time we were chatting, we were going to talk about TV shows and stuff. Yeah, have you been watching anything good? Oh, you, uh, you actually—you sent me one there uh, last night, was it?
2: Yeah, I actually only watched the first episode so far. I kind of—I do want to watch more though. It's very, very good. Or like, it's very. Uh, I was reading about it and seems to be quite a slow burner, but that's fine. Like, but it's yeah. like Al- Alex Garland. is It's between him at the moment. Don't I don't think Alex Garland. I'm going to pronounce this guy's last name wrong. Dennis Finnick Vin-
1: Federal you get the arrival. Denis Villeneuve is how I heard it's supposed to be oh, pronounced. Denis it sounds, which uh, it's always sounds a bit pretentious when you try and say like a, a weird French name or whatever it is. But, but that's sure. what it's supposed to be said. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, to to me, like it's a hard sell of
2: yeah, who who's I'm, the best science fiction, hard science fiction person probably at the moment. i like, yeah, of- I'm so excited for Dune. Yeah, same. Like. That's gonna be fucking incredible, I imagine. Mm. But then, but then that TV show, Devs, like, I only watched the first episode so far. I'll probably, I will have finished by next week. Like, well, it seems then, very good, very hard. Sci-fi. Yeah, that's a
1: good. I think that's a good um, amount to have seen that you can, you can probably sell it, or if you can sell it on that, like if you can give a description of what it kind of, of what you like about it and all, because and like you can't spoil it because there's only one episode, so. So late on me. What's it about?
2: <laughs> well, like the thing, like I haven't said too much. What I do like is just that the the characters are pretty good and they kind of they're pretty realistic. Like it's supposed to be like a guy essentially working for like it's in set in Silicon Valley, so it's one of those kind of like tech okay. places, but it's very yeah. serious. And the head of the place is actually played by Nick Offerman, and he comes in and he's like oh, eating yeah. salad. He's like eating salad with his hands and he's kind of a cardigan. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be that like he's sort of hippieish, but you can tell that he's fucking. But even though he can tell that he's, like, really smart, kind of he does it well enough that he isn't acting, like, overacting it. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't seem like they're trying to be, like, over the top. It's very subtle. are like, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's the head. He's not, like... A... But then there's just about him recruiting... The first episode is about him recruiting a guy into the devs department. Yeah. And then he goes into the devs department, and it's this unbelievable room. And he just tells them to sit down and look at a computer and... It's just all code. And he's like, you'll figure it out. Take your time. Just figure it out. And then I won't really say any more than that, because it's like what the code leads to. And oh, it's pretty fucking like it was really like slow, but intense. Like I still kept my attention the whole time, although it was slow. If you know what yeah. I mean, it wasn't like I didn't feel it to be dragging or I didn't feel it to be boring. I just felt it was very well paced.
1: Yeah. And I yeah, definitely. Like it's weird. I, like sometimes when I hear something slow, I'm kind of like, oh, that means I probably like it. because usually like I remember someone saying Arrival was slow and I I didn't think that at all I heard that as well and I was like I didn't think that was slow I was like like, I was hooked on every moment of that I I remember the first time I watched it I like paused it to go to the toilet or something I was like "Uh, like two hours in and I was Mm. like whoa (laughs) so like I think people just uh, people think slow if there's not like a lot of action and stuff but like you can Slow can be just totally engrossing and like if it's you into the, the world, then yeah, that's that's what you want. Hanging on every word. And like the, mm, the kind absolutely. of the, the sci-fi
2: aspect of it was supposed to like that too, is that like, you know, it's hard sci-fi and it's very like it's not flashy. If you know what I mean. Like yeah. which you don't mind like even some hard sci-fi can somewhat be flashy. It's just kind of it is to, my, to what I think anyway, still pretty grounded. It's futuristic, yeah. but it's not, it's not like 100, 200, 300 years in the future. It's like, I imagine like 50.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, of, fl- flashy, speaking so, of flashy sci-fi, did you watch AI? I did, actually, and I fucking loved it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I really
2: enjoyed it. But yeah. you know something about AI? What I remember about AI, I only thought he was in the parents' house. I genuinely thought like the entire movie was set in that house.
1: It, oh, yeah. i yeah, like, well, I never, I never, oh, never
2: seen it watched before.
1: It? Yeah, that was my first time watching it. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was cool. Like, uh, it was, it was yeah. weird. When I was watching it, I couldn't tell if it was like a sort of dated thing or if it was intentional. But I think after finishing it, I think it probably was intentional. But there was times where it felt very much like a horror movie. Yeah, it did, and I was ki- like, and, and it feels kind of surreal at times. And I was in my head, I was like, is this just what sci-fi was in like the early two thousands, or is this a specific kind of choice? Like, it's kind of like it's. I kind of imagine it, It's like a kid's
2: adventure story, pretty much, because he is a kid. Yeah, but, you know the way they can be kind of dark at times, like and kind of horror, because the whole kind of reason it's kind of scary is although he's a robot, he is pretty much a kid. So it's a kid being in and, these, and he's he's the most
1: human character in it weirdly yeah the humans are all portrayed very like like monsters almost yeah yeah, they're hunting
2: down like uh, i actually i actually wrote down a whole pile of notes on it and i was like i'm gonna go way over the top here i wrote down one two three four five six seven eight jesus way more than that nine and a half pages of notes (laughs) all right only, only a small wee notebook now, but I was still kind of like, hmm,
1: yeah, yeah. Also, okay, well, let's get into it then.
2: <laughs> if this is a podcast, I suppose we're supposed to be saying like spoilers as a lot. Uh, like, can I discuss um, the
0: movie?
1: Yeah, because well, we're both
2: seeing it, so I don't know. Because I'm just wondering for that. Like, should I go into it of saying stuff? Because we we'll probably have some. I uh, definitely have some stuff that w- is going to be very specific to like, you know, the end of the movie and stuff like that.
1: Okay. Well, well, it's a. Uh... It's a nineteen year old movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sure. I'll I'll put a spoiler notice in the edit and I'll give a time frame whenever we're done talking about it for if anyone doesn't want to yeah a okay. spoiler yeah. for themselves. That sounds pretty pretty much the best way to do it because that's the best Yeah.
2: Problem.
1: But uh I suppose the first thing So if- I suppose to start, um do you recommend would you advise someone sees it if they haven't seen it? yeah I or would. actually even better seeing as you've seen it this is your second is your second time seeing it
2: yeah no, i've seen it years ago beforehand so i couldn't yeah. really remember it so, well, would, yeah, you, my so time. would
1: you advise someone watches it first of all and then would you advise someone watches it a second time if they have seen it before yeah if it's been a while i would definitely recommend it what about you yeah i think it's definitely worth a watch it's um yeah well yeah i think so
2: yeah, I think it was. I, I think as well that for being
1: like a 20-year-old film or 19-year-old film, the effects were... Hey, it's Owen here, just hopping in for a second. Um, This episode is running a little bit long, so what I did was I divided it into two. So if you want to skip all the talk about AI, you can just jump to part two of this episode, although there's plenty of other stuff we talk about too, so I'd stick around if you... Uh... Don't mind listening to two boys talk about robots for a while.
2: I was like, "Jesus, that's fucking really well done." Actually,
1: like Yeah, that, I, even the, like the the opening scene, whenever um the like professor is given the um demonstration, oh, yeah. and he like the 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 woman's face kind of opens up. Oh. I, I was like, whoa, that looks good." Yeah,
2: yeah, it, yeah, it didn't look cheesy, it's even like you know, it didn't look like at the time it was cutting edge, and it still looks pretty fucking good, like. Um I don't know. So my first thing I wrote was if a robot can love a person, what about the person the robot loves? I, don't, I think that's one of the main things in the first side of the movie. Yeah, that <laughs> was
1: I remember that it's like the first conversation um someone brings up to the guy and it's like um Yeah, there's a sort of moral dilemma they're having and it's like what about the person, what about the robot? Yeah. Mm. Cuz that was leading into whenever
2: they you find out about the imprinting. Wrote down about the imprints like irreversible so it's like yeah if, it, if you do have to like that's someone like destroying essentially what could be seen as their own child yeah but it's but it's not living but it could be like if the person does love them and then somebody decides to go destroy it which would be fine it's very but, that could yeah. be very tolling on someone
1: very, and i feel like i feel like what like sort of the the subtext in a way there was that like that's just how any child feels anyway like, if you have a child and that is the reality of their um, sort of interaction with their parent, they're going to love it no matter what. And, like, you can't... Yeah. Yeah, if that's you, true. If you choose to have a child then that's your responsibility, then, you know, it's like a...
2: Yeah, it's like, calm down. I thought that was just interesting. It's very... Yet again, a very dark aspect of it. Yeah. Compared, like, that was... There was a lot of dark stuff
1: like that, I thought. Yeah, was it was all very, like... like yeah there was a, there was a strange sort of thing like the whole time I was like this is just it felt kind of weird and unsettling at times and mm. it's, yeah
2: it's like and like I, an, say, I was
1: wondering, I was wondering if that was just the kind of cuz I know like I mentioned Arrival earlier that was kind yeah. of in my head a lot cuz that's kind of one of my favorite examples of modern um uh, sci-fi and I was thinking of Blade Runner 2 same mm. director like the, the remake yeah how, like how like realistic the sci-fi feels where the, in this movie this it's felt a bit uh surreal mm. and I was wondering it's... was that a t- um a timely thing but some it... of it felt very real and some of it felt kind of weird like the mm. the part with the you know those guy's like riding around on motorbikes that lit up <laughs> yeah that that part I was like, this looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> I but like, I was like, that's that's very cyber punky
2: and it's like yeah. But it's just because that was such a contrast to the start, which is just such a lovely, nice home. Also, all the climate change. I completely forgot about that. Actually, sorry. This is a very climate conscious movie as well. That's right. Yeah. In a very in a very back. It starts off back-
1: with a monologue about uh, everything being underwater and stuff, doesn't
2: it? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then through, they go to Manhattan at the end, and it's underwater. Yeah. I was like, "Geez, that's pretty actually ahead of its time for like how fucking crazy the climate but, like, crisis is right now." <laughs>
1: yeah, just that's always like a. I don't know. Every time I see, like, especially like an old movie with the talks about like, um, like climate climate change and stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, we haven't done anything about it yet. <laughs> it's like yeah, it just yeah. feels more real. Yeah, because it's like this has been going on for a very long time.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I the cyber. I was thinking as well when I seen the whole cyberpunk thing. I thought it was funny because I'm almost finished with Carbon now. I'm about 100 pages away. That's all cyberpunk. Oh yeah, and then I'm. Pretty much finished Neuromancer, but I'd read it before anyway, so no. And that's cyberpunk, but that's like the originator of something. But also, a main character in that, or one of the main things of that, is an AI. And I also oh, finished yeah. another audiobook this week, which was entirely about an AI. <laughs> what was that one called? <laughs> uh, we Are Legion, We Are Bob. It was all right, like Neuromancer would be better. We Are Legion, We Are Bob's kind of.
1: Neuromancer is a comic, is it right? Am I right? No, it's a book. Or am I thinking of something else?
2: Must be thinking of something else. is uh, a book.
1: I'm, I'm thinking of that uh, what's that comic where it's like roughly based on Hunter S. Thompson? Is like okay. a Oh you're thinking of TransmaPolitan? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I got that mixed
2: up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh no, is the book. It's the book it coined the term cyberspace and matrix. Oh. And it would be one of the most heaviest influence on the Matrix film, one of the characters is pretty much straight up Trinity. And there's even like a city called Zion in it. Oh wow! And there's people flying out. Yeah, it's uh, you can see it has a massive influence. But Neuromancer sort of started cyberpunk. But the, what is funny is, is reading up about it, and I read like a like an, a short essay on it and stuff. Is he wrote it kind of pretty much in a year, really after giving it to his publishers. But during that year, Blade Runner came out, and he got really like kind of being like fuck everyone's gonna think I'm just ripping off this movie like I've been yeah, working yeah. on it for like the past year and he's like everyone's gonna think I'm just trying to fucking like you know like get money off this movie and you know? all. but then it became that happens oh, a lot though where like a similar um, idea comes out Yeah, because like they're both like Blade Runner and Neuromancer are both cyberpunk but they're still both very different like it's, it's Blade Runner all idea replicants and androids and then Neuromancer is you follow a guy who hacks into the matrix. He's essentially a hacker, but you know it's like pretty much like them going into the matrix in the matrix. It's like a virtual world, but it's not like our world. It's virtual cybernet, so you use it to like hack into corporations and stuff like that. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? They're both cyberpunk, but one deals with more the idea of people like hack like big mega corporations, people hacking in, and the other one deals with like Androids.
1: Two very different but in still the similar setting. I'm trying to think of um was an example of that, sort of two things happen at the same time. A more recent example, um was that movie Summer of 84? Have mm. you heard of that? No. It like it was in production at the same time as like Stranger Thing was, and then it was like it was so so similar. It was like kids going around their neighborhood on um bikes and everything, and it was like a kind of there was a similar kind of mystery. Mm. except it was about like the height of the, you know remember, you know that kind of fear in the 80s of like kids going missing and everything yeah and stuff all out there like yeah you know. and they had that same kind of thing where they were like fuck you know <laughs> Stranger Things is like and no, we've just made this movie that's the exact same thing almost it's
2: gonna look like a rip-off and it's gonna come out like
1: yeah. a week later it's like yeah we made it one week uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that weird kind of like I thing
2: well, I was I was even gonna say in a recent one it was like two days apart in Ireland, wasn't it, where it was like right, the pubs were closed and then like two days later there was uh Ireland like in second trials for creating a test that tests the confirms coronavirus in fifteen minutes. Like it was definitely a complete coincidence. But, what was that uh, sir? Did you not see that? It was the two days after the pubs closed, um like some company in Ireland, pharmaceutical company, developed a test or released that they've developed a test that like to take coronavirus in like fifteen or twenty minutes or something like that, but it just know. happened. Did you not hear that? No. It's like because it, I don't know if it actually got fully into funding or anything like that. It might just still be in a testing phase, but it was a good step forward. But it just happened to they released that two days after the pubs were closed in Ireland. Did you not see that? <laughs> so it was like the coincidence because I seen it online. It was like I know this is only. This is pretty funny. It's like, because it was the two top headlines of like the Irish Times something online, on the website. It wasn't the Irish Times, it was an Irish news website. And it was like, uh, lockdown, you know, started pubs closed till whenever. And then the second one was like, testing kit developed in Ireland can detect coronavirus in 15 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like that, uh, was it Family Guy? Um, when like the, if Ar- or Ireland was like this advanced... Oh, yeah, until like, discovered whiskey. Yeah, and then they just start <laughs> then they just start fighting. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah,
1: that's right. Uh, I, I uh, love just that kind of, scene. Yeah, art art reflecting reality or, or reality reflecting art, maybe. I don't I don't, I don't know if <laughs> yeah. this is entirely true, but I always remember hearing this before about Ireland. But it was like
2: we like we were advancing really, really quickly in a lot of things, and then it was actually like the invention of whiskey, and in like three hundred years we had no major advancements.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here. <laughs> and whiskey is not a, an invention to be sniffed at. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But like, <laughs> uh, I just I was just looking up here as a, as we were talking that summer of '84. I just wanted to make sure that was mm. one of the directors of Turbo Kid. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, I love Turbo Kid. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it's um, Mad Max with kids. <laughs> yeah on bikes in canada yeah. i think i canada. loved as well like the, the bike thing's so simple but it it just makes sense it's like well, I, really, I love, there's, there's know, no fuel want... so obviously everyone's on bikes yeah exactly it's like, like a, it's like it looks funny but it's, it's like a post-apocalyptic you know? uh cyberpunk um mm. post-apocalyptic cyberpunk gore fest yeah i've never been very right. violent <laughs> so.
2: It is. It's <laughs> a but i love you oh. know they do a chase scene on the bikes it's oh, just I'm yeah. like
1: cycling really fast. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. And uh, what's that guy, the Eagle the uh, guy? Ironside. Is Mike, name, yeah, is Michael it? Ironside. Yeah. Michael Ironside, yeah, he's brilliant in mm. it. Yeah.
2: Um, anyway, we're getting off the topic of AI here. So, where are we in the notes?
1: Um, we oh. just covered the first thing, basically.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wrote down. I see dead people.
1: <laughs> oh, actually, can we talk about how great Taylor Joel Osmond was in it? Oh yeah, he's fantastic. He isn't was him? fantastic the whole time. Like that. Like, like, he the was whole bad. time I was watching, I was like, "Is this the greatest child actor ever?" Mm. <laughs> Macaulay calling <laughs> move <I'm> over. <laughs> Why can't he stay a child actor?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, he he because he, he, he holds the entire
1: movie. Like, there's very few scenes without him. Like, yeah. I watched, um, I, I actually watched like half the movie last night and then I watched half of it this morning. Mm-hmm. And then I watched um, movies with Mikey. He did a video on it there a few years ago. Do you know him? Yeah. No, I don't think so.
2: I think I've heard maybe somebody else act but I Watch like Mr. Sunday movies and stuff. I
1: like... It could be me. I talk about him a lot. <laughs> could be you then. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he did a video on it and he was talking about Halo Jawsman as well. And one of the scenes he talked about was whenever his mum's like leaving him and the decides to she's gonna bring him back home and then decides to abandon him because that's way more humane and yes. motherly of her. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like that wee realization on his face whenever he discovers and he starts like pleading with her. Yeah I and even I even loved actually the when she does the imprinting, is that what they call it? Yeah the imprint. Like whenever she says the last word, his face just changes. Yeah, it just lights up because that's just sense. like Mother, and you know, he loves her. It's almost like it's like he's he's like there kind of smiling, just like I don't really know what's going on. she's the last word in his face, just like turns into this face of like adoration, mm. and she's kind of like, "Are you okay?" And he's just like, "Mom, yeah, like, Jesus, it's very good, yeah, very good." I wonder good. what age is he in, in the movie was the Mikey thing? It said that he was just fresh off of doing uh, Sixth Sense. sense. Jesus, must be young. Jesus, that's a hell of
2: he a few fresh off. Like it's two absolutely yeah. <laughs> movies back to back. I don't know. I'd
1: imagine he's only really like ten or something, which is incredible. Because fucking yeah, it's amazing. Like, like with usually with child actors, you're kind of like, oh that was grand. Like, I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever actually just been properly impressed by a child actor before.
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, they're, it's never they're never they're never going to be as good as like an adult actor. But
1: yeah, it's more just like oh, I, I'll 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 give it a pass. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, fantastic
2: mm. um also wrote down i thought this is funny it's like because uh, of that cooperation it means in that kind of universe you can have a 30-day free trial of having a having a child and see if you want one pretty <laughs> much <laughs> <laughs> yeah um she i don't know why back. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like man nah, nah, not not for me and we shouldn't think... have any more people because climate change on so...
1: <laughs> yeah it's like uh it's like, we decided to get a dog instead.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah bring the back to... Like,
2: nah, nah. Uh, do you want to try a wee girl
1: instead? Nah, we got a puppy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I loved... Um, you know whenever um, he gets introduced? It's like the, the father guy. What's his name? Henry, is it? Yeah, Henry, yeah. He's like showing... What's her name? Like... Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't remember that now <laughs> Henry and started with M didn't it was it like um, Henry and I remember the mom's name Ah, Mo- oh, Monica that's it Monica Monica. so like whenever he's like sort of introducing the, the doors open and he's like all out of focus and he looks like an alien mm.
0: I thought
1: that was really cool it's like the way he, he like Looks like that's stereotypical. He was so out of focus that he's got like a big head and like a thin neck and a thin body, which also yeah. kind of
2: comes into it at the end as well. Yeah, never a cop. Maybe that's a wee subtle nod to because it wouldn't well, be surprised then if you looked at it. Is there like a similar scene of the, maybe the first time you see the aliens?
1: Well, what what I was initially reminded of was, um, you know, when like the likes of um, Close Encounters. Yeah, that's how you see them as well. Even when they come out of the ship, isn't it? It's that like exact same. Pretty much the exact same thing. Oh, I can't think now. It probably is. You're probably right. I just can't... I think it's Close it. and Founders. It's one of those, like... Old school
2: savvy I to get, it's one. It's one of
1: those classic sort of um, alien introduction things. Mm-hmm. Oh, the movies that Mikey thing was saying, the way he interpreted it was that the, the aliens at the end weren't actually aliens. They were just uh, an advanced form of AI, and that's why that uh, connection was made. Oh, Okay. And that's why they want, that's why when they find um, David, they're like, oh, we just want you to be happy and stuff because that he's basically their ancestor.
2: Yeah, and that's why they want it. Yeah. I did,
1: I will admit, I find that very touching, that whole last day yeah, thing. I thought, like, I think the we, end. We, yeah, we should, uh, we should, we'll get to that, I think, because that that'll be a whole... Oh, yeah, that'll be a whole other thing, I suppose. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> we'll get there eventually. There, I was also writing down, I always, like, as long as I can remember, always pretty much exactly could remember the pool scene because I always thought that was wild heartbreaking. Oh I know, man! I know he's a robot, but he's like because he because he's he's scared of getting hurt, and you know when he holds on to his brother because he sees oh him as his God, brother because hey. he can't understand his brother's being a bit of a dick to him at times, and then like he holds on to him and he's just scared. That's you know what, what I mean.
1: Man? Like that's that's what I mean about like the David's the most human character in it. Like yeah, like you he feel does... for. Him. He gives <laughs> his brother this present and then just gets, like, abused and then fears for his life and, yeah. and and then he can't even, like, take care of himself and, like, he's just lying in the pool in the bottom and he's just... But oh, I don't even think about, like, the idea of taking care of himself. It's the fact that he's, like,
2: looking to be saved and he's looking to his family and, of course, they'll save him obviously he he's going to yeah,
1: die but he, they, but they but just, leave him. they wrestle him away. They're, like... Yeah. God. And he's... But he's then he's, like, incapable of saving himself. He just lies at the bottom of the pool. It's, like like um, that movie I'm just going to keep referencing this movie Mikey because he's probably thought about it more than me so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he talked about he brought up the um, the five laws is it the five laws three laws uh, three laws of robotics three I laws wrong, of yeah. robotics yeah. yeah and he was talking about how yeah he doesn't abide by those laws like he do, Like he and not only does he is he not he's able to harm a human but he also harms himself Yeah. It's like it's so weirdly, like, sort of. Yeah,
2: that's true. I actually never thought about that. True enough, he doesn't follow the
1: the laws of robot. But I think that's kind of the point, too, in a way. It's like he's. um...
2: Because he's not a robot because he's artificial intelligence. He's he's so human that he can. He's like the the next next level, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He's to the
1: point where he is the most human that they've ever made, like. Which I really like too, it's like, what, what is the, how do we make the step from every other AI to this next level, and it's like, you make them capable of love.
2: Yeah,
1: of feelings, like the, f- the
2: yeah. fear, everything. But I supposed to be enough time, but you're so true on the fact that he is the most human character, he's the one you feel for the most.
1: And yeah. It's just- even Jula, you feel for most more than most other characters, I feel, yeah,
2: because he just gets set up and then it's
1: just he's he's yeah.
2: he. I actually quite like he's a good character, like, I love the idea of him, like, the idea of what his robot was. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I thought it was very interesting, very cool. It's like, yeah, of course, they do, you know what I mean? Of course, yeah, they make these child robots that are like unbelievable. It's like, of course, they make sex robots, but of course, if they're gonna be like that, they're gonna to outshine a human they're going to have to have yeah. all these weird special features but the whole click and the music goes on I was like yeah. I don't know That's uh, I like that that's pretty good
1: yeah yeah he's this weird kind of character like to tap dances around and everything
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah no. that's what I mean like he's kind of imagine it sometimes a children's adventure story he seems like a very character typical of that if you know what I mean, because he just they made up randomly and he's very yeah, kind of, well, quirky and kind of eccentric and all, but he's going to look after him and he ends up, even though he's
1: he's, he's like Jiminy Cricket, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the robot, the maybe, Teddy, robot maybe, Teddy's, maybe Teddy's Jiminy Cricket. Mm. I was thinking about that after even like the weird like city, is it what's the city called again? Where's all the woman? That's oh, you, yeah, oh, I remember Joel actually,
2: I wrote, something about, yeah, I wrote something about this because it's called Rouge City. Yeah, which is red, shitty. which is red city, and they, they say it's a city full of women, and I just thought that was not the best choice of words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just, just my thoughts on the matter. <laughs> I imagine uh, I, I took it to sort of um, make it reminiscent of like Moulin Rouge or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was. I think I was just making a bad joke. But yeah, <laughs> the, afterwards, it kind of reminded me of the in um, Pinocchio. They go to like the a weird town where they all got turned into donkeys what's that called oh again? yeah oh I can't remember what there's called. like Monstro and everything that kind of reminded mm. me of that But yeah it's all kind of a weird fairy tale that's kind of what it is in a way yeah it's like a it's and like that, a sci-fi uh, version of a, of a fairy tale that um you know the uh the thing that they recite you know when they go and meet um Robin Williams <laughs> yeah Hi, did you get that too? I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> Is that Robin Williams? Yeah, yeah. that was great. I was such an unexpected little cameo. I did not know it was, it. I, was... Yeah, I thought it was
2: fucking class. It really made me like, wait a minute. Like, that. Yeah. I'm de- really delighted for some reason.
1: Yeah, me too. And I wasn't sure. And then when it kind of gets serious and he reads the wee bit of poem, the poem mm. thing, which I actually have here because it's from a wb Yeats poem. Oh, right. I actually read it the other day and I was, or like maybe last week. And I was like, what? I was like, I I know that. That's definitely Yeats. Yeah. (laughs) um, So he's got a poem called The Stolen Child. Mm. And every stanza ends with this little, um, that little thing. Come away, O human child, to the waters and the wild, with a fairy hand in hand, for the world's more full of weeping than you can understand. Wow. That's why every... Every stanza ends. Yeah. So yeah, that was just weird. I was like,
0: I know this. <laughs> yeah, I that's plastic
1: <laughs> Yeah, stolen child too. Mm. So.
0: very fitting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't think, that. I did think it was. To, inter- I'm
1: trying to. I'm trying to get things in order in my head. I like mm. the flesh fair. Was that what it was called? Yeah, the one where they just blow apart all
2: robots.
1: Yeah, it reminded me of like uh, Mad Max or something. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was. It was like but it was like Junior Mad Max. It was like, yeah. why Mad Max eventually developed, started here. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and like, Brandon Gleason, I, I was not a surprise. Everyone was surprised. I only knew of Jude Law and Taylor Jaws, when they were the only people I actually knew that were in it.
2: Yeah, same. I didn't want to see Brandon Gleason. I was like, oh, unreal. And he had like his accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... See. I thought it was interesting, I think it was in the earlier part of the movie but it was like kind of a say something about 50 years like they won't be alive in 50 years, I thought it was interesting because the robots, they don't think of that as too long or like, you know that kind of way impossible to fathom of 50 years time because if he is so human it's kind of interesting that, that aspect of like he does not he may be as human as possible but he also doesn't see time however the same way that we do because he can live pretty much forever You, I didn't realize he wasn't there.
1: That's all right. <laughs> um, uh, last thing I asked was: did uh, the, the wee shit of a brother remind you of Tony Foster? Of who? Tony, Tony Foster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus
0: <laughs> Christ. The whole time I was,
1: the whole time I was like, watching, I was just like, he reminds me of someone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's actually, now that you say that, that's so true.
1: <laughs> He's such a wee shit, eh? Hey?
2: Yeah, he's just a wee dickhead. But he, but <laughs> he only lot when he can't tell because I don't think he can understand it because he's so naive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like that. I actually, what you missed, what I was saying, is there's like a throwaway line kind of at one point where like um, some robots are talking or something and they don't think 50 years is too time. Obviously, because they can live forever. I thought that was kind of interesting because then that means that like the main yeah, thing he,
1: he can. Yeah, he asked forever. Teddy if 50 years is a long time and Teddy's like, I don't think so. Yeah. I thought
2: that was kinda of interesting. Because he is so much like a human, but he's immortal now. Yeah. Mm. Um maybe that's um
1: we're supposed to, to we're supposed to pick up on that with the ending whenever two thousand years pass.
0: Mm.
1: You know, fifty yeah. years isn't a long time, it is you know, for it's a robot.
0: 200. Yeah. Mm. Um, I did. I
2: did. I did find it interesting the idea of that because of the robot. That I think the kid kind of is. Their child is kind of mean to him because he's sort of jealous. Yeah, you know, I did like that kind of aspect
1: that he is jealous of this machine. Like, it, it, like it. I, it's like even though he was a little shit, <laughs> you kind of can't fault him. Mm. Like, he didn't have a brother, and now he has to contend with this weird robot guy that basically took his place while he was. Gone, sick or whatever,
2: yeah. That... Well, he was sick, like it would be very hard to deal with, and he's also like, yes, he is so young as well. Like, that you know, how, how, he's... how would you understand these things? And he's ill,
1: <laughs> yeah. And he probably grows up in a world where, like, the, the, like this is the first robot that is like him. Mm. Like, one of the things we, we see from the likes of Joe is that, like, he's aware that he's just kind of a tool or whatever, yeah. He's he's aware that he there, is like, like no, for a no, function. Yeah, and not only all the robots are really human. Mm. Yeah, because, like cause kinda... the, whole,
2: the whole time Joe's like I'm a sex robot. You know, I make do things for girls and never go back to men. And then yeah. the whole time I suppose know, like Joe Osmond is like, I'm a boy and I need to get back to Monica.
1: Yeah, like everything everything Joe does is based on his programme and everything everyone does is based on their program, and so it's so I'm sure Martin probably just was like, God, oh, this is another dumb robot that just does his programming.
2: Yeah,
1: just like Teddy. And there was a... Yeah, there was a point brought up in the... Uh, by uh, Mikey, where um, when David's about to get killed by the acid, mm. and there's a woman jumps up, he's like, oh, please don't kill me, whatever, and there's a woman jumps up and says... Uh mecca don't uh mecca don't plead for our lives even though we've actually just seen every other robot plead for their life. lives <laughs> so he was like he was saying that one of the basically one of the messages in the movie is that humans are dumb
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it's, it's like can you, can you imagine it was like they don't plead for their
2: lives and we're the robots I, I i want to be alive <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: want to die <laughs> I like that little moment even when like the, there's a robot asks for his pain receptors to be turned off yeah I like that too I really like that and he's like thank you like, this is so that, that like, random Chris Rock cameo yeah
2: yeah I thought that was so weird the random Chris <laughs> Rock cameo and like <laughs> Irby, isn't it the guy from Full Metal Jacket The he's one of the robots on. he's the one with the face with the screen <laughs> he's you know the, the drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket yeah yeah, that's him. Yeah, but the Chris Rock one was really weird. I
1: just came out of nowhere. I was like, what the fuck? The, he uh, says like a line and gets shot out of a cannon or something, isn't that? Yeah, so, that's it, you.
2: <laughs> He's also as far as I can tell the only black robot I see. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Maybe robots and black people uh, gets a bit close to slavery, you know. Yeah, it's, been a, <laughs> it's bit of an like allegory there. <laughs> yeah, it's just <so> uh, <laughs> an allegory. he didn't want to go down.
2: <laughs> um, I did find that it was interesting as well. Actually, just before that, um, you no, know, whenever they're like gonna get rid of him first, and I did find it interesting that his dad being like, if he can love, he can hate. You no, know, yeah, the thing. I thought that was very interesting. Like, cause then it's like, because cause he was the one that initially wanted to get the robot. Yeah. Obviously, but now he has his child back and he has his life back, I suppose, and it's like why'd I get this extra kid?
1: <laughs> and in a way that kinda of is what it's about, like because once they introduced love to him, they introduced the, everything else that yeah. makes you human. Exactly. It's not
2: just love, it's not all peaches. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um But yeah, geez, David has a as a bad time.
2: Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. And he doesn't understand half of what's going on. <laughs> mm. But oh yeah, that's um. I was thinking as well. What was interesting about the sorry, bring it back to the pool scene, the pool scene where he yeah. holds him down is that would have been avoided if they treated him like a human. Yeah. So like a big part of it, I think, a lot is that like you know if they did treat David if he was treated as a human or treated with respect, there probably wouldn't have really any problems. Yeah. But you that's know. kind of what
1: I'm saying too. They're used to a world where you can just treat these robots like. Like she had some of tools or toys, as they refer to them, as well.
2: Mm. I was just wondering if that was a question of it, or not. that's just a question I was going to say. You know, at a certain point, could you classify AI as like life enough to not murder them? You know,
1: who knows? Not us. We will not know. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's what happens at the at the fe- flesh. What's it called? Flesh fair. Flesh fair. Yeah. Yeah. That they make that choice, then or like, ah, oh, no, we don't want to kill this one. Hmm. Um, finally appeals to their better nature, their, they see the humanity. I, uh I, I
2: oh yeah, I have it written down. I did I did kinda like the style of cars. I thought that was interesting.
1: Like the what, sorry?
2: <laughs> the style of the cars and stuff. I'll just have that down somewhere.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there was uh <laughs> everything was pretty
2: cool, like the set wise yeah. and design wise. Mm. So I'm kind of going to flick through my notes a wee bit. I think I'm kind of getting all over the place here. Because <laughs> I'm only up in my notes now to Chris Rock cameo. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed, actually, on that scene at the Flash Fair, you know the scanner effects? You yeah. know where they scan them? I thought that was actually still really well done.
1: Yeah. I thought that was class. It there was was, really... Nothing felt dated at all. Yeah, I but know. He, that's what I couldn't believe. Like Even like when uh Teddy walking around and stuff, that all felt like real and Yeah, that looked class. And uh oh. Robin Williams, <laughs> Dr. No. Yeah, like, yeah, all that animation. And there was a really class camera movement where the camera goes like behind the, oh, yeah. the it, holographic it, images and it reflects all the light. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, and it looks at both of them sitting there. Yeah, I thought
2: that was so well done, like going the, through the back of the hologram. I thought that was class.
1: Although there was a weird, there was one weird one I noticed. A lot of the times I was like this is all really well done Like I really like There's a a scene at the dinner table Where the camera is above them And it's like looking through There's a hole in like the lamp
0: mm -hmm.
1: the light above the dinner table There's a hole in it And it's like looking through at David And it moves down and it gets everyone else in And I was like oh that's cool But then the scene where he gets left behind By uh, Monica when he's like in the rear view mirror and he's running, I was like, <laughs> like that, <laughs> "That one felt really weird." And I was like, "I was like, there's moments where I was like, this is great,' and moments where I was like that's weird.' <laughs> yeah, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> and I like, I want, like, I wonder if it's purposely supposed to be a bit jarring, or at the time that was really cool, or yeah, to tell all these thing, things. But... Like,
2: yeah, it's true. Like, it's hard to know if, like, maybe that was like a style or a thing director dream even doing at the time. Possibly, mm. possibly, you know, like in a way. Yeah. Um, I think that was the
0: only time that happened, though. Um, I'm trying to see what my still doctor know. The whole, knowing
2: it's Robin Williams. Um, I did find it interesting comparing the child bot to a sex bot, and it's like he's just like oh, we're just both a service. Yeah. That's, coming, that's coming back to what we were saying. You no, know, it's just kind of interesting because he still can't see himself as a service you know joe can
1: yeah. well aware. i was actually thinking about something um you no know, like he he kind of has a i don't know when he, whenever david finds out that he's not unique and original he kind of like loses it yeah um i actually listened to an episode of russell brand's podcast there on thursday i think it was mm. And he had this guy on, and they were talking about narcissism. I think that the title of the episode was, um, Can Narcissism Ever Make Us Happy? Oh, really? And the guy wrote this book called Selfie, and he and did a lot of research into this whole thing. But he talked about this politician in the 70s or 80s, 80s I think it must have been actually, um, who came up with this idea of self-esteem as a social vaccine basically if you if you have good self-esteem then you can you'll be great you'll be fine you'll do well in life you'll you'll um be successful you'll mm-hmm. be uh you'll be a better player in the neoliberal level or game i think was one of the quotes oh really and uh at the time everyone kind of took it thought it was like stupid and stuff i think like comedians are kind of taking the piss out of it and stuff like that but then he came out and said oh not. got it worked out here got some professors from harvard they back me up. They say this is true. This is all real, and then that kind of affected parenting and everything for for the next like ten, maybe twenty years. Mm. Like that's why uh, participation trophies became a thing. That's why parents, you know, are all like, "Oh, you can, you're you can be great. You can do anything." Because this was like they believed that if they just told their children that everything that they'd be great, then they would do well they, in life. They would be and, great. Yeah, and then even himself, the guy that wrote the book, said that he had all these problems and he was trying to solve them and he followed these rules as well of like, oh, it's, it's my self-esteem, it's holding me back. And then eventually, like only like six years ago, he found out it was all bullshit. He talked to one of the guys and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we made that up. We, we, we never proved it at all. We just said <laughs> we did. Jesus and Christ! He, yeah, and he was like, "What the fuck? That means all this work I've been doing, all these things I believe to be true about myself, are all a lie." Jesus and, yeah. Christ! Jesus and, uh, Christ! Yeah,
0: that's,
2: that's a bit so, intense. Hey, do I, to I ruin know? Yeah. entire life, like, why did I just fucking lie to somebody? Like, live your life. It's like, yeah, that was complete bollocks. Jesus. Christ. But I,
1: I just saw, I saw that whole thing of uh, David, um feel like whenever he found that he wasn't unique, I, f- I felt like I drew a parallel as like that's a product of that mentality. I feel like, oh. it's, like all yeah. we have to, it's like a human a human trait is to believe that we're unique and special and stuff.
2: Mm. But, we're, but we're not and then whenever, yeah, because he loses yeah. it or he finds out because he's just annoyed. I did find it was interesting too many, like there's a female version of as well. Yeah. That was kind of like, Jesus Christ, I'm not unique at all. And there's also like different versions or different like variants of me <laughs>
1: Which, I don't, yeah. like it's just... i just wondered if that was more resonant at at the time because i found like you know when the doctor told him uh, what are, he he said something like you're the the first of something unique or something he said something like that.
2: Oh, yeah. He's a, he said you're the start of something unique, was it?
1: Yeah, yeah, something like that. And I was like, oh, sure, that's grand. Yeah. <laughs> but then David freaks out, and I was like wondering if at the time when that was more ingrained, I suppose, would that have been more resonant or. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's hard, it's hard to know because you don't know at the time, but who would like to. to... I did, and it... Personally, I was like, oh, that's, that's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy with that. Yeah.
2: I did I did find it interesting that, like, the kind of, because there's that kind of scene, you know, kind of, like, uh, so it turns out then, obviously, the creator of David, he must have lost his son or something, and uh, yeah. that's what he drove his, like, life's work into It's like, is that why it's so good, and that's why it's so, yeah. is that why he is so childlike, because he just wanted to create, he probably didn't create, like, essentially, his child he really couldn't fully recreate that, so he just created, essentially, what he tried to view as the perfect child. Yeah. And that's why he's so sweet and naive, and...
1: Yeah, like he says, like um, my son was unique. Yeah, but you're not. Mm. Which I guess kind of goes back to the whole thing of like him seeking a parent's loving and not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did find it interesting. Did you just notice around that time
2: there was a cameo from Phil Coulson from the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No, obviously it a cat. Wasn't a cameo. It is now, but it's just him as an extra uh yeah
1: actually i think um <laughs> Craig, my kid brought that up too oh did he yeah <laughs> he, he was like oh there's a there's <laughs> i just see it i was like oh, what the hell but <laughs> that was funny Um is there anything else before
2: we get to the ending i don't
1: know I like the wee thing about Manhattan. It's like the end of the world. It's Manhattan.
2: Yeah, I it's actually I really man. enjoyed that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like as well. I did like the whole idea that his first memory is a bird because I first thought about that. First memory going to be a bird because it's supposed to be like you know birds could be like free, yeah, flying around. You know that kind of way, and it's like a peacock. And then I I did kind of think it was going to be coming, but I like the way it's his first memory. So it's obviously the first time he must have gotten them somewhat working. It was just a view from where he was working.
1: Yeah, whenever she goes to leave him back, you see this. You see the statue then.
2: Yeah.
0: Um.
1: What else?
2: Coming to terms with never being real and being human have they written down. Well, what, what? Sorry. It's like, oh yeah, this is what I of Like, he's coming to terms with the fact that he's never being real, never going to be human. It's like, it's, could that possibly be for something as well? Like, is it like, humans coming to terms with like stuff that we'll never ever be able to achieve in life? You know what I mean? Would that be? Uh, an idea behind that somewhat it's like i don't know i was just that made me think about it a wee bit at that moment because like we comes to terms with the fact that he'll never really be human and then yeah you know, could, could you ask are any of us ever really gonna fully be human which sounds a wee bit out there but do you know what i mean it's like well, he finally they're...
1: learns or oh so uh one of the reasons that i this movie came to, into my head to watch was because uh, the story I've been working on at the minute is based around like free will. Mm. And I had this idea of like, oh, I actually don't think we do have the same amount of free will as we think we do anyway. Yeah. You know, everything we like want work towards and all, we we don't really actually choose to do it. It's all just from things in our past. and
2: Yeah, just outside kind of influences kind of directing yeah. us in a certain way, whether we know it or not.
1: Yeah, like you don't choose your goals; it's because whatever happened in your past, and like, I think that kind of is reflected in that. Like, you know, he's got this goal; he he has this need to to, to get love up. and all. Like, and sure, we yeah. all have that need as well. Mm. I, I suppose that kind of that makes it. I
2: just like I know I thought was like Arthur Schopenhauer. He always said that like subconsciously, whatever we do, we actually do with the idea of attracting our ideal mate and it yeah. was it was to do with like the fact that like because we are let's say maybe we are we're working a lot more on instinct than we like to think we may be sentient we may have like thought but we are and uh, we have we are still governed a lot more by like instinct or subconscious more than we like to think and everything yeah. we do every the way we walk the way we talk what we wear everything is just to try and attract the ideal need which is then to obviously um, re like to mate and then repopulate, that's just to keep the species going. It's more of yeah. a, it's more of an internal need that we need to do that. Yeah, and that's why. Which I think could be very possible. Like, I wouldn't completely rule out something like that, or just yeah. No, I think like
1: yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely there's truth there. Like, like hmm. there's still a lot we don't know, so like, it's really hard to tell, hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, like so much is just like that—that that is our basically our drive, isn't it? It's just to keep pass on the genetic information and and just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> There's
2: yeah, like that's like if you want to take it like to you know, sexual, but that's what a lot of that's what a awful lot of species, pretty much every species would really do anyway. That's relying on instinct, so we're bound to somewhat be doing that. Yeah, but then I also like the idea. I think Arthur Schopenhauer said something that like, "But we ourselves, like, we don't even know." Our be you know it's like it's all inside of us somewhere but we'll probably never ever know it (laughs) kind of like that idea but that's like that's what you mean about like that's that's a lack of free will there that's
1: yeah like we've got all these things that like like i've heard a few things recently and like just got me thinking like like (laughs) even on you know when you have a thought Mm. you didn't decide to have that thought (laughs) no there's things like that like and. uh even, like, every drive we have, it's like, well, oh, we need to eat because it's, you have to, and there's, like, all these things that we don't choose to do, we just have to do them. and
2: Yeah, And so you grow up. But then, like, if you think food, like, food's a good example because of, like, different people around the world, and then they've, like, we will develop palates and tastes. Like, so, Ireland, obviously, it's potatoes. Like, they potatoes aren't only like naturally grew here, but eventually we, like, a meal staple of our diet is would be, like, with potatoes and stuff in them. But, like, that now, even if we were to go to other countries and stuff, we're still going to eat that an awful lot, even though there's other options, because that's what we're brought up with. Yeah. So, like, there's a method of, like, not being free will in there, because we're going to be brought up. So, of course, then we're, and then we're not going to, like, other foods, or possibly spicier, or, like, different flavors. So that's kind of, like, um that's a way that free will is sort of lost, but then you still choose to always eat it.
1: <laughs>
2: Does that make sense yeah. Do, uh... I'm kind of rambling a bit, but I think, I hope I'm getting my point. Right.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like another idea I was thinking about is like, see if, see if someone knew absolutely everything about you, like they had your whole past and they knew your whole upbringing and everything, they could probably accurately predict everything that you do.
2: Yeah. I always think that I was wondering about that stuff too. Or like if somebody was inc- like incredibly, so good at psychology or like something like that to understand how the human mind really works. Could they? Actually, that'd be perfect. From like, if you had a full description of a person, can you map out there? Like, I feel like there could be some way. Like, it's probably way theoretical or a way out there, but definitely
1: could. Like could I, be possible. I did a fun uh, kind of experiment of this on on our good friend Kieran. <laughs> I asked him if he believes in free will. And then he said yeah, and I turned. I showed him the palm of my hand that I had written the word yes on. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, ah, I knew you were going to say that though. (laughs)
2: And then it would have been funny though if you had like if fuck you Owen, and then it was just like fuck you Owen, and like
1: (laughs) (laughs) if he could map it well enough to ruin his life. But I think one of the things I like about this idea, I, I don't know, I'm just kind of attracted to things that are a bit disruptive too. It's like, it's because like, I always just... I was like, oh yeah, we definitely have free will. But then thinking about it, I'm, it's like, maybe we don't though. And I just like this kind of disruptive idea of, you know, maybe everything isn't as we think.
2: <laughs> yeah, or maybe we don't have as much free will as we think.
1: I think it's actually healthy in a way. Because it kind of... It's like... um it reduces your ego a little bit I'm sure your ego is that it wants to believe that it's totally in control, control and it's itself and yeah. everything yeah and it's just a bit humbling to think that maybe you're not yeah
0: mm. interesting
1: it's fun to think about these things it is fun to think about these things like the way I've been thinking about it in that story is like I, I just started thinking then what would be someone that has total free will, so I had this I would, idea of that that would have to be a robot who doesn't have any past and doesn't have anything to influence it it doesn't have to find food it doesn't have to mate like you that's no driving it's got yeah. no external driving forces at all it just has to make up mm-hmm. its own choices and then I was like well that would just that would just cause you next existential crisis, yeah Imagine <laughs> if you were sitting here right now and you had no driver ambition yeah <laughs> you would. Like you would freak out. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you'd be like, I can do anything. Where the fuck do I start?
2: <laughs> yeah, because like if you if you're brought up in a family around you, probably gonna be musical. Family or sports you're gonna have sports. If you're brought up with nothing, it's like or
1: even like you could be you could you could um not want to do sports because your family will yeah or sports. sorry it even that be way like like, a reaction. Yeah, yeah yeah but it's all related to in some way yeah maybe you had a good experience with sports therefore you will follow sports or maybe you had a bad experience with sports therefore you go against sports. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but then it's also it'd also be interesting in the interaction of someone who has a complete not utter free will to someone who does not. Yeah, because what would be like because it's two, both sides are on the outside looking in.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, would like the, play,
1: the would place where my story and AI kind of diverged was like whenever this robot gets free will, it become it becomes human.
2: Yeah. yeah. Because it is has it, every possibility. It's it is is everything essentially human is supposed to have then? Yeah,
1: it kinda it basically malfunctions. The way I had written it in is like its user dies. Yeah. And then like instead of like shutting down, it just like its kind of primary directive is open. But then it gains the ability to cho- to insert its own primary directive and there, there earn, earns a choice to to do whatever it wants. Yeah. So my story, free will is the thing that makes a human and an AI, it's love. Oh, that's really interesting, that's a really good yeah. idea
2: Ooh, I like
1: that yeah I've been trying to do that with like those wee thoughts that I have at the mm. minute and just been like oh like because I realize I do that all the time I think of these wee scenarios and then I just like keep them in my head but lately I've been trying to just write them down and it's a fun way to explore them too because when yeah. you start writing a lot of time you don't really know where it's going to go <laughs> it's yeah exactly
2: like, exactly For the, whenever a story starts whenever it ends probably too complete.
1: Yeah, and you you don't know land when you start. You're just just just, just going start. For it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually ended up playing a few people.
2: I had answered a few ideas, all to do with robots last night. there's three kind of story ideas, or like just kind of wee things. It's like wondering like, hmm, what would happen in this scenario? Or like that's how I kind of usually come up with my ideas of being like, what about just like this situation? How does that develop? Like of like yeah. a person in the situation.
1: Yeah, that that's what I mean. Like, because a lot of the time, like it, for me, it's just make making that realizing that when I couple these ideas I can make a story usually mm. I just think about them and be like that's interesting and then yeah. that's it <laughs> so I'm just trying to make myself actually
2: do flesh something them out, or, yeah mm. I, I ended up writing a wee bit today but I'm still trying to like I am doing my best to focus on just the one thing now I am determined to try and get this finished and then I can do whatever yeah. I want sort of not even necessarily finished that like isn't fully edited and everything but just get the full first draft because yeah. I always go about halfway through and then go do you want a good idea <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know, it's hard.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, I suppose we're coming up kinda of more to less towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. I did I was wondering whenever you said that like maybe they're an advanced form of wondering if they were more bioorganic, were they maybe a combination of both. But it was just me, I think I think I think a more advanced AI makes more sense.
1: Yeah. Hmm. See, I didn't really I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that analysis. I just took it as being that they were aliens, but...
2: Yeah. I don't know, but see, because whenever... they, Because it looked like to me, like, it was somewhat the black was supposed to be flesh, but I thought maybe it was sort of circuitry looking like, which was supposed to be their veins whenever they light them up, whenever, yeah. he, whenever he woke them up. And I was kind of wondering, I was like, maybe it's supposed to be, like... Eventually, it was an amalgamation of both. Is that, like, the most... Well, it wouldn't be the most human, but you know what I mean? It's, like, the most advanced life could be, possibly, would be a combination yeah. of both. And then the way that it, because also the way that whenever they touched each other, all the information flew through them.
1: Yeah, and it was lit up on their faces like that. That wouldn't yeah. be a, that wouldn't be an organic thing.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Bio but or, bio organic? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, like I suppose, but isn't that a common kind of thing that like, like there's there's that idea of. Um, to do with like the singularity and all like basically life is supposed to evolve all the time so we're actually just here to we're supposed to make the next layer we're supposed to make the next um, the next step the next evolution
2: as well obviously evolution to improvement but then what if there does come a point where like you know if it's constantly evolving what is there an end you know is there like a perfect being or is there a Fully evolved form, and if so, would that be affected then by the fact that, like, let's say, if you do have organic and then you have a machine, would the combination of those then be better? Would that be a more perfect form of life, and would it evolve that way?
1: That was a whole spiel, but.
2: Do <laughs> mm. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it could be bioorganic. Like, maybe at some point, humans discover it the way to make something more human is to combine the two. Or...
2: Yeah, or just you know. Maybe getting fancy upgrades and then it goes too far, you know, instead of getting colors, you get robotic eyes and then it just yeah keeps going. <laughs> Which te- techno fetishism, I'm pretty sure that's in something.
1: Mm. Sounds, <laughs> Sounds familiar, I can't remember what. Yeah, it does sound familiar. <laughs> um an ultra carbon thing, is it?
2: Yeah, I'm kind of thinking ultra carbon. I feel like it's ultra carbon, but it could be. Yeah, it could be. Def- definitely a cyberpunk thing anyway well it's going to have to be
1: so
2: <laughs> I think we're going to go up to the end of the movie and I suppose like sort of yeah realistic. I think
1: so I can't think of anything else I wanted to talk about really
2: Yeah, um, I like the ending I thought it was happy, I was pretty happy with that last day thing uh, I kind of like the idea that he got it yeah um, I was thinking, I must actually look up the short story it's based on, the one by Brian Aldous, uh, Super Toys, last all summer long yeah. uh, I must actually give that a read, I didn't realise it was based on that I would say until yeah. the end. I could um, read. Yeah, um, I did like the idea that the consciousness—the consciousness—comes back, but then goes like back in. I kind of like that idea. So when they come back, it is the person was like a person at a place in time, but then they go back.
1: Yeah, I, I, what was it? What way did they put it again? It's like you. The, they said something about space time contains all information.
2: Yeah, and it's like that, that's where their consciousness is, and they are able to get into it,
1: but. Yeah, and then once they lose consciousness, they can't get it. They can't like wake up. Yeah, because it's like the consciousness goes back into the stream. I
2: I guess kind of like that. That kind of whole because I do kind of like ideas like that of the idea of like consciousness yeah, took, is more of a pool rather than a unique thing. But yeah, possibly all of our consciousness is in another plane or form or whatever. And I just like the idea that maybe it's more of a pool. Yeah,
1: rather than like t- a singular. singular I ancestor. took that as being. To like the Nietzschean uh, eternal reoccurrence idea. What's that say? I think I, I don't, would say I don't know that. That's basically it's basically the idea that um, the universe is going in a loop all the time. Like whenever this all dies out, it starts again mm. and goes on and on and on. But what that means is like everything that happens. Well, I think there's kind of different interpretations. But basically, one of the ideas is like if it all happens and it has to happen this way then that means everything you do and everything that happens leads to every good and bad thing. So, like, anything that has ever happened in the history of the universe is responsible for every bit of happiness that you get and equally every bit of sadness you get. It's responsible for everything sort of sad that's happened, essentially? It's just, like, everything has to happen this way, so it just means everything is equally as important. Ah, okay. And I, I kind of, like... One of the things I take from that is like that—that that means that everything that happens has always happened forever. Like things don't go away. Like that. It always is the case. It's just in that we moment of of forever. Mm. That's kind of what I was thinking. Take or one of the. It's it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I was taking where it's like oh it's in it's in the what did they say again the. the, the yeah, it's basically yeah, yeah, so it it's time. always it's kinda of always becomes a fabric of space-time.
2: Yeah, and it's always there in some way, shape, or form. It may not be directly to you. It is there.
0: Very interesting. Must look into that more.
1: It's kinda of in like uh it's a bit nihilistic and stuff, I suppose to
2: weave it, but like yeah, you can still see the positive in and say.
1: I, you know, like, yeah, no, like I I I'm I like the idea of like or optimistic nihilism <laughs>
2: yeah yeah it's, it's it's shit i understand the shit but i'm gonna make the best of this shit know. Mm-hmm. probably a very either off or understand bad view of it
0: <laughs> yeah
2: but yeah overall i would definitely
1: i liked uh, meryl streep as the blue fairy
2: was that meryl streep i could not figure yeah. out to who that was was that meryl
1: was yeah, I was like, oh. I was thinking it was her, and then I, 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 stuck around for the credits at the end to make sure that all the all the people I suspected were actually them. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I knew it was Robin Williams. I was like that has to be, yeah, no, or a hell of an impersonator. But I did, it could not cop Meryl Streep. I, and I to look I it
1: think, up the, and I think the alien was uh, Ben Kingsley. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, he he was in it, He was in it somewhere, and when it came up in the credits, someone was Ben. I can't remember <laughs> the name he had. It was like the director or the. The something. Mm. And he was he did a voice basically it said anyway. And it was but it didn't give him the name of the, the alien, but there was no name of the alien, it was just like the the something, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just it. some title instead of the alien or whatever it was called. Yeah. But yeah, I think I was Ben Kingsley. Because at the time I was like, I know that voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did to miss that one, like I was
2: like, hmm. I, I, was, I was gonna guess it was probably somebody famous, but I didn't
1: like Yeah, me out. too. I was like that's someone famous, I don't know who though. Yeah. Meryl Streep one I, I recognised, or I suspected, and then when I seen the credits, I seen Meryl Streep's name and I seen Ben Kingsley <laughs> and Chris Rock
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, Chris Rock that's so funny so yeah, worth a watch definitely worth a watch, really enjoyed it um, yeah, I just thought it was, I thought it still held up really well I really did, like it was so well done, it really was so well done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, what did you feel when it, you, did you take it as he like passes on at the end
2: I wasn't sure
1: I wasn't sure about that I kind of felt
2: like they were maybe going for that but I was like he probably can't I did kind of wonder but like that's
1: really but it's like he falls asleep for the first time and then the narrator says that he falls or he oh I never wakes entered, up yet yeah he en- no he says he enters the realm of sleep for the, for, or the realm of dreams for the first time
2: mm.
1: I wasn't sure because so I was, was like kind. but I kind of was thinking they kind of have to end it
2: because there's no way, really, for that character to do anything else.
1: Yeah. The way uh, Mikey put it was that um, he basically took the whole ending as like, didn't really happen. Okay. Like, he said that, you see, even Teddy, like, Teddy wasn't still alive because there's no way he would have survived for 2,000 years under ice, which kind of makes sense, and there's no way he would have still had the the hairs, and this is is all a kind of like invention by the the aliens or the AIs or whatever we want to call them yeah and like so the conversation that they have you know David is like um you know what it's like they say they want him to be happy and he says you know what it'll take to make me happy or something like that Mm. yeah and the whole so she's not actually back they just make this uh this perfect day for him because they've seen all his all his memories, and they know he's just had a fucking awful time. Yeah, and there's a thing. So they give him happiness. this thing that they want, and then they euthanize him. Mm. Is the way if, he took it.
2: Even the way you were saying it there, though, I was making me wonder because even the way that it's kind of shot differently, and there's kind of a tinge to it. Would that possibly be? Doesn't equator mention about the fact that like maybe he'll be like want to dream or dreams comes into it? Maybe yeah. that's his dream as he's being euthanized, or maybe that's like yeah. Maybe that's like what his dream is, or as you say, it's the last day of the AI. So maybe that's what he's dreaming. Maybe that's just. And, and Mikey maybe, brought up maybe even, he never wakes up. Maybe that's like him in the helicopter still dreaming
1: that. Hmm. Yeah, that could be it too. Mm. Or Mikey even brought up the fact that it was the last that day is narrated as if it's a fairy tale, and that's kind of what he's been wanting right. the whole time is to. He's been aim, he's been trying to follow this fairy tale of Pinocchio the whole time, and then like finally he becomes part of his own fairy tale or whatever.
2: Yeah, or he makes up his own fairy tale to, to do it. Very interesting.
1: Yeah, did find interesting. I didn't know. Like, I did kind of think that the idea was like, like he does kind of have to die to be happy. Like he, when he says, like you know what I have to what has to happen for me to be happy? Yeah, he does That's have actually... to die because he's doomed to suffer by his like imprint because he needs to love his he... m- mom. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he needs her and she's not there.
1: Yeah. That and makes he can't a lot of sense. can't be happy if, if he has to live on without that happening.
2: But maybe as well, as you're saying, if he says, you know what it'll take to make me happy, maybe he takes that as like being paired with his mom and maybe they take that as yeah, euthanizing him because yeah, that is the only way. Hmm. But well, then if he's AI, would they have been able to like artificially make the dream for him in his head
1: to make it seem real as euthanizing him? Yeah, I think that's what... That's what Mikey was getting at. Like like they, they, they gave him this like fake reality and then just put him to Put him, to put, sleep. him down. <laughs> put him to sleep, yeah.
2: Took him to the vet. <laughs> 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 okay, right, you go in there and shoot him. I'm not shooting him. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: my great, 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 great granddad.
2: Yeah, exactly. Really? That, that's our ancestor. I know. <laughs> but I don't want to bad, bad vibes, man. There's a... I, I, I did do. put... Yeah, but you, you, I did find it interesting that, like, uh, like so, in so much sci-fi, it's so common that the way the aliens travel is in cubes. it's so, so much sci-fi, it's all traveling in cubes. It's like, is that yeah. just because it, it doesn't look aerodynamic, but it's, but it's flying? So it's like, that's right. Yeah, I,
1: th- I think it's just, I think there's something about that, that we just go, that doesn't make sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, when but it works, it's futuristic. Yeah, it's like, then. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like yeah, they, they know something we don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting. Um, I was like, I wonder why that's such
2: a trope, just cubes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I mentioned to you uh, when we were last talking was um, that I didn't know much about, but I know more since is that it was supposed to be a Kubrick movie.
2: Yeah, I up too. And he wanted—he actually initially wanted like the whole kid to be CGI or something. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, so I heard. I think I read something like that because then that would make sense. Because then, if you could make him the most human character, but then it's entirely computer generated. Making him essentially an AI, if you know what I mean, that would be. Mm. That would add another aspect. But then he was waiting because it was from like 1979. He was waiting for like yeah, the, he was.
1: He started working on it in the 70s, I think, or it was yeah. like seven I think it was like 75 when he was first on board to start it or something. Mm. But then he actually uh, told Spielberg that he wanted him to do it because he was like, oh, this is more your kind of thing. You should do it instead." Oh wow, I
2: didn't know that. I knew, I, th- I thought Spielberg got like say given it by the like by the company that wanted to make it after Kubrick's death, I didn't realise that well,
1: was pretty much he, I, I, he didn't take it on until after Kubrick's death mm. it was a year after his death that it came out or was the year after that he started working on it so I think Spielberg didn't start working on it and then Kubrick was still working on it in some sense and then he took it on and finished it and like Maggie was saying that you can take the movie as all being a kind of it's a movie about grief and you can mm-hmm. all kind of see it as a tribute to um, Tiki to, to Brick himself. Yeah, And he's like saying it's all naturally lit and stuff, and he converted converted it to um, Barry Lyndon. You know that period piece one. Barry Lyndon. Oh. Yeah, Ma- Mikey compared uh, compared it to Barry Lyndon, which is like all it's like Victorian age, and it's all naturally lit and stuff. Because it's mm. like, like he insisted on making everything by natural light or candlelight. <laughs> 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 so yeah, he's saying that like... Um, is that why it's so dark at times? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really dark. Spielberg was kind of paying homage to his friend. Really. And he said one of the scenes, the, the whole like Dr. No scene, that got like ridiculed as being the most, is like, oh, this is so Spielberg-y. But apparently yeah. that was all, that was one of the scenes that Kubrick, all, he either did all of that or he like laid out how to do yeah. it or something. Like laid Is out like, what, it, what it was supposed to be. Yeah, so the scene that everyone dismisses as being overly Spielberg, he was actually totally Kubrick, funnily. It's <laughs> quite funny, but then maybe yeah. like there's the scene that made him go like, <laughs> well, that's really funny. Well, another thing he compared it to was funny I mentioned earlier, Um and I didn't compare that to it actually, but... He said Spielberg did the screenplay for it, and that was the first time he did a screenplay since doing Close Encounters. Oh, wow. yeah. That's but it, awesome. visually, there was a lot of. Uh, even though I, I don't think I've seen close, all of Close Encounters, but I just know from like images and stuff that there's a lot felt very similar in a lot of ways. With all like the there's like misty and lighting stuff mm-hmm. and all going on. Ah, eh. actually well, you give Close Encounters a rewatch? I don't think I've watched it in the years as well.
2: That could be another one for us okay. to discuss, yeah. Oh, good for the list. Uh but yeah. So I don't know, is there anything else to say about AI? Really enjoyed it though.
1: So I give I give AI one Haley Joel Osmond out of David. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like
2: nine boys out of ten. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll let there be a rating so it's like Haley Joel Osmond <laughs> So it's like, is it how many Davids until you get in? the a movie, it's a like Haley Joel Osment <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'd, I'd, I'd give Arrival a Haley Jill Osmond, but <laughs> I'd, give, I'd give, I don't know, I'll give like Kingsman like a seven David. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: it'll be. It can be different every time.
2: Yeah, it'll be the main actor's name and then the main actor's character.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll say if anyone has any interest at all in watching it, then definitely do it. Yeah, definitely. I would say go for it. You would not regret it, and it's just very interesting to watch. So what's ne- what's next one we're going to watch? I think you had one last time we were talking, didn't you? you Did I? Idea?
2: I remember watching Dev. I remember watching Devs, but I can't remember if I mentioned anything else.
0: Hmm.
2: I don't know. We'll, I watch, think, yeah. uh, we'll do Mean Girls do. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: was something I'm pretty sure there was something you said you wanted to re- rewatch, maybe, or something you hadn't seen, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember now at all. My and life's escaping me. Um
2: well, um, I have, I have are, you sure, are you sure that wasn't the jerk and i said i might watch the jerk
1: <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it was it was like another sci-fi one well uh, i can i can suggest another one and then we can find out what that other one was when i listen back to last one the last yeah, okay. uh, recording yeah okay what do you uh, think of this time? i've been mean, contact have you seen contact
2: uh no i'd say i don't think but i know what you're on about
1: it's like the Arrival before Arrival.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely one i be been meaning to watch as well.
1: Yeah, just popped into my head. I think it was while I was watching, I, I actually popped into my head. <laughs> Do you know
2: what this means? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or maybe it was because I, I, her son was in it. <laughs> Jodie <Judy> Foster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll go for Contact, and I'll mm-hmm. find out what that other one you brought up was. It's okay. Yeah, it so I think good. it's it's probably good doing uh, classic movies because uh, people can't complain of spiders as much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
2: and it's not like we can go to the cinema to see new movies anyway. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> um. Right. So we'll watch. Oh, Contact. do you know what it
2: was? It was Brazil. Oh, oh Brazil. Oh fuck. That's what it was, wasn't it? That's because yeah, I remember. Cause I, remember was you one that I that up.
1: It was one that I had seen, and it was one, but you hadn't. Yeah. I fuck. We'll do Brazil then. So Uh, I'll do Brazil then. So yeah. Okay. We'll do Brazil after. Yeah, we'll do Brazil. So anyone listening, if there is anyone listening, (laughs) can also watch Brazil before next week.
2: Owen, whenever you're listening, watch watch (laughs) Brazil.
1: (laughs) Whenever you're editing, this is all. This whole thing is just a memo to myself. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, memo to go watch a movie. (laughs) Fuck! If I if I had if I had to just
2: remembered not needing this memo, be halfway through that movie, but I. <laughs> um, so was yeah, there yeah. any
1: other? Uh, we kind of went on to AI in the middle of our discussion of.